Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, September 13th, 2018. And um, the Nefarium has been busy once again. Um, tomorrow, there is a vid chat. I hope to see everybody there. Uh, the vid chat is going to be unusual in that during pre-chat, I'm going to be talking about something uh, a major story that has emerged, and I want to put my high-octane speculations sort of on record in the members area. It's not a story I feel comfortable about blogging about publicly, but I do want to talk about some things uh, in the pre-chat, so make sure that uh, if you're a member that you come early and... Um, tune in for that. But uh, as I said, the Nefarium has been busy, and I've been getting a few emails, not many, but a few, asking why I have not commented on the Swedish elections. And as you know, Sweden went to the polls last Sunday uh, for their national elections, and the polls had the so-called far-right party in Sweden, the Sweden Democrats, polling uh, 25 to 30 percent of the of the Swedish vote by party and the actual result tally that occurred so far has been somewhere around 17 and a half percent far below the predicted polls and I thought oh there's something going on there and uh, sure enough, the allegations of voting fraud have started to come out. So I want to refer you to a couple of articles here that uh, go into this these allegations, and they're truly stunning once you get down, drill down past all of the wonderful fluff uh, of, of the articles to what may have really happened here. Uh, the first article is titled Sweden Election 2018 Death Threats and Attacks Reported at Polling Stations. This is a short article that appeared in a uh, United Kingdom online tabloid. And I want to read a few paragraphs here from the very beginning. Uh, in a general election which could see far-right anti-immigration party Sweden Democrats take on a key role in shaping the next government, polling stations have been flooded with voters since early this morning. This year's election, one of the most complicated in modern Swedish history, and has divided and sparked fury from some voters. Shortly before midday today, two members of the Sweden Democrats were attacked and verbally abused, Swedish newspaper often blotted reports. One of the politicians, Emily Orprana, is pregnant and described the terrifying incident. She said attackers began screaming at her, calling her a whore and a racist as she campaigned in uh, Ninisham, and I'm sorry about butchering the Swedish there, 35 miles south of Stockholm. Ms. Orpana said she was terrified of being kicked in the stomach and added, I felt very worried and afraid, unquote. Another representative for the far-right party. Now, please notice this. They're the ones being attacked by basically thugs and in a, in a typical Nazi fascist fashion. You know, you vote our way or we're going to beat you up. 
well, they're the ones that are the far right, and of course the thugs beating them up, well, they're, <laughs> they're nothing to be worried about. So another representative for the far right party and a third person who had come to, to, to vote were also reportedly verbally abused by two, the two thugs. Now, it is true that this party does have connections to that tendency that's always been there in Sweden, really since the Second World War, of uh, far-right politics. But um, the problem here is the apparent scale now of the voting fraud that may have taken place there because I, I've linked a second article on the YouTube video uh, for you and on the website for you. And this article is truly revealing, and I want to read some things from this article from the very beginning and the very end and point out that what is really being suggested here is systemic voting fraud, all right? Not, not something merely accidental, but very, very systemic. This article is titled, The Head of Sweden's Electoral Authority, quote, No Control Mechanism to Prevent Voter Fraud, unquote. Now, this one puts it very, very succinctly toward the second paragraph here. I want you to listen carefully because the election results were so out of sync from the pre-election polls that this is what got many Swedes thinking that, yeah, there was some wholesale fraud going on here. So I want to read the three opening paragraphs, or actually four, and then skip toward the end of the article uh, to some statements by the head of the election authority in Sweden, uh, a lady by the name of Anna Nikvist. So here we go. Quote, two days after the Swedish election, social media is overflowing with hundreds of reports of suspected election fraud. However, sporadic mistakes in the voting system are not the problem. What is way more dangerous is politically initiated election fraud. Is there a risk that the parties who have ruled Sweden for a long time have created a system that completely misses or ignores systemic election fraud? Today, Ingrid and Maria can reveal that Sweden completely lacks a system that can detect such cheating. Let me repeat that one for you. Today, Ingrid and Mar Maria can reveal that Sweden completely lacks a system that can detect such cheating. Sounds kind of like the United States. The outcome of the Swedish election differed hugely from the many polls the weeks before ele the election day on September 9th. The polls suggested that the Sweden Democrats would be the largest or second largest party with 25 to 30 percent of the vote and that the Swed Social Democrats would fall from 31 to 23 to 24 percent. When the votes were counted Sunday night, the Sweden Democrats only got 17.6%, while the Social Democrats lost only 2.8 percentage points and got 28.4% of the vote. Many Swedes became suspicious. How could the result differ so much from the polls? Several reports on social media revealed suspected electoral fraud and other strange things at the polling stations such as missing ballots, fake names, sounds like California folks, social Democrats who followed people into the voting booth and helped them put the right ballot papers in the envelopes, men of foreign descent telling their wives how to vote, 
signs urging people not to seal the envelopes but just fold the flap in, ballot boxes that had not been sealed, and rude or even heavily drunk officials at the polling stations. In southern Sweden, a voter experienced this situation. Quote, at my polling station, two guys were in charge. One of them was pierced all over his face and was so drunk I could smell it a mile away. There were no ballots for alternative for Sweden, even though I had phoned the day before and was assured they were in place. So, you know, if you're going to commit voting fraud and don't want a particular party to get any of the votes, just remove the ballots for them. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm skipping towards the end of this article because this is this is the real whopper here, folks. Anna Nyquist is the chief executive of the Electoral Authority. After first trying to get us to call the press secretary, she agreed to answer the important question of how her agency goes about making sure that organized political electoral fraud does not occur. Question, does the government have a system for identifying politically initiated electoral fraud? Let me repeat that question. Question, does the government have a system for identifying politically initiated electoral fraud? No, the answer is no. Question, is it true that citizens who want to complain about electoral fraud must turn to the Municipal Electoral Committee? Yes. Question, there are 290 municipalities in Sweden. Do you collect all complaints into a central database so that you can analyze if there are signs of cheating that point in any specific direction? Answer, no. The main purpose of the complaints is that the electoral committees may improve their work. So it's up to the 290 municipalities. In 2016, there was a government inquiry that investigated the need for a state-of-the-art incident reporting system. It was called the Faster Re-Election and Enhanced Protection of Secret Ballots, and that concluded that there is no need for a state-owned incipient reporting incident system. So the question has already been handled. Now, I do not have time for this conversation, but I can get back to you if you send me an email. <laughs> So there you have it, folks. Um, it's now appearing that there has been wholesale uh, electoral fraud in Sweden throughout the uh, 290 municipalities, and I would wager that most of that fraud is occurring in areas precisely where Sweden has been hit by uh, the refugees that are basically wreaking havoc there as they have uh, done in Germany. And you have a government that really just doesn't care about its own people and is willing to commit fraud to stay in power. Now, the interesting thing here is that the actual results, as I saw them Sunday, had indeed the uh, Sweden Democrats polling at about 17.5%. But the interesting thing was that the Social Democrats and then uh, the other large party in Sweden we're both at about 40%. I think one was about 40.2, the other about 40.6, and then all the other little parties were, you know, polling 1% or 2%. So in other words, there's no majority government in Sweden. And it could be the case that the, the Sweden Democrats, if there can be no coalition uh, government formed that the Sweden Democrats might be the tiebreakers here, even with the, the voting fraud. 
So I, I don't I don't expect that that's going to happen. I think I think that the powers that be there are going to band together to keep uh, the Sweden Democrats altogether out of power in, in any way that they can. And the result of that is going to be exactly what's happening to Angela Merkel in Germany as the crimes grow and people's uh, outrage <coughs> at the lawlessness of the people that they're bringing into their countries, that's going to grow. And with that growth, the the alternative parties are going to grow with it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's either change your game, folks, or lose power. This is ultimately what's going to happen. In this case, we're looking at a clear case of, of voting fraud. And this is going to take, I suspect, some time for the Swedish authorities to sort out. I do suspect that they're going to discover that the Sweden Democrats polled a much larger percentage of the vote than was actually reported. If that's the case, you might see some new elections. You might see uh, demands for some sort of national uh, monitoring system put into place in Sweden. But definitely something to watch now because in addition to all of that, there are voices in Sweden now calling for Sweden to exit the European Union altogether. And that's a rather significant development, folks, because uh, within the European Union, the Swedish economy, I think, is either number six or number seven, somewhere around there. So this could get very, very interesting as we watch the European Union crumble. Now, there's another thing that I'm going to predict may happen here because we've already seen the new Italian government reaching out and creating ties with the Hungarian government of, of uh, Prime Minister Viktor Orban. And I predicted that Italy was going to create or attempt to create a coalition of the disaffected within Europe. And certainly by reaching out to Hungary as they have their their already setting up the mechanism to do that. Watch for them to do the same now with the new Austrian government and with the uh, other parties in, in the Netherlands represented by Gert Wilders, uh, perhaps even reaching out to some elements of, of Marine Le Pen's army. And now Sweden is in the mix. Uh, you, might see, you might see a European-wide anti-refugee, anti-Brussels, anti-centralization type of phenomenon emerging here. So add Sweden to the maybe list. This is one to watch. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views. I don't want you to forget tomorrow we do have vid chat. I am preparing a special sort of uh, personal review of the story that uh, I want to get on the record, at least for the members uh, there has been a story that um, is very interesting, but there's not enough information for me to comment publicly, but there is enough for me at least to get it on the record somewhere. So uh, tomorrow I'm planning to do that. I've already printed out some articles that I want to comment on uh, during the vid chat, pre-chat tomorrow. Now that will be at uh, 2 p.m. That's the scheduled time. I'll be in pre-chat uh, probably at least a couple of hours early. So please, if you haven't done so, get your questions in. Again, remember the limit is two pages, folks. Uh, print them out on your on your printer and make sure that you stay within that limit. Um, somebody sent me a 10-page question and commentary, and my poor old voice just can't do that anymore. But um, 
the vid chat is tomorrow. Now, also, the other thing I want to remind people, my schedule's up in the air this month, uh, so there may be last-minute changes. I have already had to make a change in the schedule so that the next vid chat after tomorrow will be a week from tomorrow. That may change on a dime. Uh, it might end up that this month is going to be one of those rare months where I'm only able to do one vid chat. These are circumstances that are not in my control, so uh, please keep uh, reminding yourself to check the schedule in the members area. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless everybody.